Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from the bunker, it's three people, a dinosaur, a human, and a pterodactyl. You decide which is which on Siftpod. Is that your best, was that your best pterodactyl? I think it's pretty good. Yeah? Not bad. All right, Andrew. Andrew from Flick Freaks joining us for Siftpod today. What? Ahoy! Yeah. Big round of applause. Thank you. Golf clap. Yay, me. <laughs> do, your, do your best dinosaur. Uh, God. Danae was so good. How can I follow that? That's okay. Good. That's nice. That's nice. All right, Aaron. Wow. Stop, stop. Is stop, that just stop, breathing no, no, no. in? I don't, no, I don't really know what that is. We're getting it wrong. It should be, ow. <laughs> That's right. Ow. 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 Yeah, we're going to chat the good dinosaur today, as well as some other stuff. And welcome. Thanks for for joining us, whether you're live or later. We love doing this thing every week. It is the 25th episode of Sif Pop. And if you're wondering, uh, if you're wondering about, like, can you hear the the little bit of rasp and congestion going on here? It may be because I spent the night outside in 20 degree weather. Just, a, you know, like Overnight, a couple nights ago. Overnight, an entire day, oh, an evening. Congratulations. 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 Thank you. You're Everest. You, I, cl- you climbed. I climbed my Everest. I Mount now, Chick Everest. I have uh, in my <laughs> possession 52 free Chick-fil-A meals because I stayed there for When you say hours. that it's in your possession, 52 Chick-fil-A meals, mm-hmm. I envision that you have a pile of Chick-fil-A meals. <laughs> that is right. not the case. That's right. Yeah, that's how they do it. They just give you all the food, and At it's once. up to you to take care of it. Like, you know, now, not to let it go bad. Whenever I heard that it's a year free of Chick-fil-A, yeah. and then I found out later it's only 52, so one one meal a week. A meal a week, yeah, is yeah. basically what they do. It's different than what I expected. <laughs> do you expect <laughs> do you, to be able to walk into Chick-fil-A and get yeah, food anytime, anytime you want? For an entire year, I totally did. If I'm gonna, what do you, how long did you stay out there? Over 24 hours? Yeah. Just 24 hours. Yeah, it was 24 Just hours. Just 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Uh, Wednesday morning to you 6 a.m. Thursday morning. Okay. Surviving in 20 degree weather, which is why you sound raspy because you actually also yeah. have 
like cold burn on your face. I'm a little red. Yeah, a little bit of windburn. Yeah. Is it too early for you to decide if it was worth it or not? Oh, no. No, it was worth it. Okay. Even when I was waking myself up from shivering in the middle of the night, uh, I still I felt asked, like it was worth it. I asked him how he was sleeping because he was sleeping in the parking lot, you know, in a tent, but tent, you know, on yeah. the parking lot on the asphalt, which does not... It's cold itself. Doesn't really help with anything. AKA base camp. Right. That's right. <laughs> that was his base camp. Uh huh. The Sherpas would come out with food every once in a while. Oh, and he so said nice. <laughs> he said that he would wake up pretty frequently, like maybe every hour. Yeah, I but slept what would about wake six him hours, up, but I woke up about seven times, probably. What woke him up was the shivering. Yeah. His body would be shivering, and that's what woke him up. <laughs> So here's what happened. He burned all the calories he's going to make up for the 52 That's right. sandwiches by shivering in the cold. It's an amazing right. game plan, plan the whole time. That's right. Amazing weight loss plan. In the chat, uh, happening live, everyone agreeing, totally worth it. Absolutely. Is yeah, your, I have not questioned it once. Is your husband in the chat right now? No. Well, if he's, Not that I can see. Well, if he's going to listen to this later, I need to tell him thank you for his Green Bay mojo last night uh. because... Aaron Rodgers' throw is going to guarantee me a spot in the playoffs this year. So Wow. So I need to thank your husband so this for morning, I don't want to like, degrade this podcast into sports talk. Degrade. Can we please not talk but about the Lions? Sports, is sports part of pop culture? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think it's considered right. its You're own thing. You're a Lions thing. fan, are I you? am a Lions this fan. Is, oh. It's interesting that you brought that up because um, this morning... Justin was telling me about what had happened yeah, in the, just for in the game last night. Yeah, just doesn't know, the Lions lost in horrific fashion again. Like, But it's like a the worst. A 61-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, And so I'm, I'm listening and I'm like getting excited about it. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually, this is really cool. I can't wait to talk to Aaron about it. And then Justin said. <laughs> He's like, no, no you don't talk don't to Aaron talk about Don't talk to Aaron this. about it. So I wasn't going to bring it up. Aaron already had the Michigan-Michigan State game this year with the incredible Oh, kickers Botched. this year. What's wrong with kickers? Uh, I'm loving how this podcast is now turning into sport. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to take it there. <laughs> well, you got the Lions fan all riled up. <laughs> Let, before we go into the show, just real quick, we want to say happy birthday to Monstrix. Monstrix, today is your birthday. Happy birthday to you. And today thank you for all of your support and your encouragement and joining us in the chat and pushing our show. We really appreciate you. So happy birthday. Do we have a special happy birthday song to you. from yeah. Sif Pop? Mm hmm. What is it? How's it go? Happy birthday to you. No, 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 no. You can't do that you. one. We'll get, we'll get sued. We'll get sued if we do that one. Oh. No, it's not. It's public domain. No. It's not? No, it's famously not public domain. You what? will never hear it in TV shows or movies because it costs uh, a fortune. Oh, so Somebody owns that song? Oh, yes. Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> See, it's not the same thing. It kind of Ours is. Ours is just the version where you're slowing and speeding up the tape for the record. I cannot believe happy birthday is not public domain. It is not public domain. Uh, and you will hear it in some things, but they paid a fortune to use it. That is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, Wow. Yeah. We need like the NBC The More You Know star to fly across the <laughs> dun, room dun, right dun, now. Dun, dun. Uh, and I guarantee you that's not public domain either. <laughs> let's, let's hope so yeah our happy birthday song should be more like happy birthday from sif pop sif pop happy birthday from sif pop to you to you happy birthday, birthday to monstrix from monstrix. sif pop to you happy birthday monstrix to you ahoy that was good. That I was like just it. for you. That's the happy birthday song. <laughs> the next time somebody has a birthday, there's no way we'll repeat it. That may make it into a Pixar movie someday <laughs> because it was so genius. All right. So speaking of which, you ready to do this thing? See. All right. Let's chew the dough. Okay. Let's sift the pop. We uh, all saw The Good Dinosaur, so we're going to chat that. 
Uh, I chatted a little bit of my feelings uh, last week during the Thanksgiving episode because I had seen it. But I did want to go a little bit deeper since it is Pixar and they usually do genius stuff um, about that. And then we're also going to talk some other awards contenders. And then we'll get to the poll, which is Danae finally sees. And we're going to pick a movie that Danae this has to see. This is a new segment where Ooh. I'm going to have to watch a movie that makes it to the top of the poll and we're going to announce what the movie is this week, and that gives everybody a full week to watch, and then we can review it together as a community movie next comes Friday. Out this year or just any, any movie, movie from any, any movie, any mostly classics are what people are nominating. We, so we do a similar thing on because we have people on our podcast who are just like mainly TV people, mm-hmm. and they don't see a lot of movies. So I'm like, ooh, I'm about to change your world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, the one I think that's in the lead as of right this second is mm-hmm. The Godfather. Which that's I a, haven't. That's seen. a heavy one to start on, <laughs> right? Yeah, wow. I know. I know. This is for real. This is really happening. Plus, the movie's like three and a it's, half. What four hours is long? Is it really? Yeah, oh. it's so long. <laughs> it's a, the DVD is two discs. Oh no! Why am I doing this? Okay. And the one, the one that it's tied with is just as long and just as heavy. Was it Seven Samurai? No, oh. Lawrence of Arabia. That's a really good movie, though. Okay. I may like that wow. more than Godfather. Wow. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need all y'all's prayers. That's what's gonna happen. There is a poll at Band right now mm-hmm. uh, that you can vote on, or you can add your own choices as well. So, and if I have admin rights, I'll just delete it, and then I'll put in <laughs> things that are really fun. Well, like... we should say, hey, listen, we should say we will pick the the movie for Danae to see. The poll will help guide that, but uh, okay, because some people will suggest things, for instance, that you've already seen. You know, yeah, that's hard to do. But it might actually happen, um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure we pick something good for next week. But then we'll talk about it uh, next week on Sift Pop. All right, ready to talk uh, good dinosaur? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's do first uh, just kind of a, an overview of the movie. So the dinosaurs have survived the catastrophe no that took them out. There was no catastrophe. The, the, the comet avoided Earth. The comet has avoided Earth, and so they have evolved into a speaking thinking culture somewhere set in their kind of like western prairie you know era just a reminder Mm -hmm. we're not going to be doing spoilers for you right now no 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 no. this is all just Just a little overview basic overview stuff and so we follow this dinosaur family and what happens when uh one of the dinosaur kids finds himself away from home has to make his way back and he interacts with a human which is a new species on the planet that is not quite as evolved as the dinosaurs are. So <laughs> that's what the movie follows from there on out. What did you guys generally think today? I generally was completely blown away by the environment in which this movie takes place. It is animated so beautifully mm-hmm. and it's like some of it's the best animation. I, I periscoped about it after we watched the movie yesterday and I still can't stop thinking about it. It's just like gorgeous. It looks like real world very photorealistic very photorealistic yes in fact so much so that a couple of times i had to remind myself i was watching an animated movie i mean obviously the dinosaurs themselves and the creatures themselves they are very animated uh they don't look photorealistic they don't look photorealistic but if i'm just looking at the scenery i'm like are we watching the video that was inspired you know like i couldn't so i had to remind myself liked it loved it was okay didn't like it hated it so in general i thought it was beautiful and for that reason i liked it and Andrew, okay, leaning towards I liked it somewhere in the middle actually. I'm yeah, I'm I'm in I liked it, um, and I always try to 
figure out if I have like Pixar bias going on. I was just about to bring that up. Where it's like I expect so much from them that, you know, a movie like this, which is a great movie, I, you know, kind of am disappointed by because I want it to be transcendent. It's not <laughs> you know? Pixar perfect. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not transcendent in, in that way. Yeah. Um, what did you like about it, Andrew? Um, well, I actually did like a lot of the voice acting besides the main per the main dinosaur. I wasn't really a fan of him, but like uh they had like uh, Steve Zahn and Sam Elliott, and I mm-hmm. thought they were great, especially Sam Elliott. Yeah, as He's the a, old T Rex. Yeah, I thought if I could talk like Sam Elliott for the rest of my life, I would live an amazing life. And <laughs> just that whole the rustler. I can't even do it because he's so bass. He's got that mm-hmm. gravel voice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I thought the uh, concept was interesting. You know, it's definitely unique. You've never seen anything like this in any other movie. Like. The dinosaurs have evolved into this agrarian culture where yeah. they grow crops and stuff. That's that's pretty original, yeah. It is, but if you just see like the previews or see that the dinosaur is trying don't to find get his, that, no, it looks like every dinosaur movie you've ever seen. It looks like the Land Before Time. It looks yeah. like Disney's dinosaur. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there's if if you don't know about it, I I do think it can feel even subconsciously like, man, I've seen this a million times. You yeah. know. The but, previews, anyway. Yeah, but when you actually get into the concept of the movie, I think that goes away. It's a pretty fresh take. Yeah. I loved the like that it was a Western. I thought they were very creative with how they played with doing like a, a Western movie in mm. such a different environment. Like uh, how the T-Rexes looked like they were riding horses when they ran. That and- was... Okay, I, I thought it was just me. I'm like, it looks like they're kind of galloping. No, yeah. they're they're... Yeah. Yeah. Straight up galloping. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. There was a there was a few things in this that were very clever and inventive and what you want to see from Pixar, you know, uh, and then there are some things that were disappointing too. Do you want to go into the disappointing things? Like what are you thinking of specifically? I was unimpressed with the story overall, I think. Okay. You know, I felt and I keep going back to it, it felt very preschool to me. And maybe that's part of it, is that it's just so it's such a it's such a simple story, you know. Uh, other Pixar movies, yeah, sure, they're simple too. But there was something about the momentum or the pacing that kept me attentive a little bit longer. And in this one, what is captivating to me again is that it's just so beautiful to look at. Mm. And so I was really annoyed with the storyline. I was annoyed with the characters a few times, more than a few times. Uh, had a couple eye rolling moments, which we know. will probably get into in the spoilers. I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. be able to get a little more specific about that. But overall, I thought it was a good story, and I think that kids will absolutely love it. But for me, as an adult, there wasn't a lot there except for just to be completely blown away at how animation has been developing and and how they've been able to create the computer environments that can recreate our world in such a beautiful f- format. The closing credits, uh, the first. 10 minutes of the closing credits maybe are just environments that they created CG yeah. and it's in it's like a prime example of how incredible the the scenery work they did on this movie was uh watching those you know kind of scroll through in the credits and stuff it was it was I agree I totally agree it was absolutely gorgeous a lot of the Pixar movies or animated movies were kind of zoomed in on an environment like we're in a room and we're interacting with toys or we're, we're in a mind and we're interacting in a control room. You know, there's kind of like a zoomed in perspective. Mm-hmm. And even in Finding Nemo, where we're in this vast ocean, we're kind of zoomed into a scene. 
Not in this one. In this one, it is panned back and we're looking at the glory of our world. Like it's just a lot of gorgeous, gorgeous Which goes with scenes. the Western themes. You know, Westerns were very famous for the landscapes mm-hmm. and the different things that they did. So I think it's And it was beautiful. It was really interesting to hear the Western soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, that was unexpected and kind of go, oh, we're on, we're in the Wild West. You know, okay. Yeah. That's unique. Yes, the very Wild West. But when as far dinosaurs as the, the things the I didn't like too is that I mean, we know that in storytelling you borrow from things always. There's maybe at some point in time there's original story and everybody's borrowed from that. Who knows? But in this one, it just seems like they borrowed from some really great Disney movies and Pixar movies that went before it. That like there's some characters that uh, you know. Um, where there's like tragic moments and you're like you've seen this before almost yeah. shot for shot yeah in the spoiler you know? section I, I definitely want to talk about that there is one scene specifically that is almost identical to another Disney animated film and then you'll find I, I read an article today where somebody was like uh, postulating that one of the there's a scene where there's like a like a dino attack scene you know where dinosaurs attack each other mm-hmm. and they did it shot for shot for Jurassic Park Oh, really? Like they went in and they just, they, it was like they were trying to pay homage to other movies. But mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was interesting too to think of the, the way that the article was written. It seemed like they were really giving a nod to all these different places. And I wonder if that's why I got lost in it is that they were trying to do all these kind of fun, clever inside the world. I don't know that it seemed intentional. Of. I don't think I don't it know. was intentional. I think it's just, I, I, like you said, I think there are some things that are always going to make for good story, and so you see some of those things repeating. But I did definitely, definitely pick up on that. Um, it was one of the things that that kind of I didn't like about the movie was it the you know kind of been there done that feel of some of specifically the staging and the storytelling. What about you, Andrew? I want you to tell me if you agree with this or not. Something I've noticed in a lot of Pixar movies, whenever the main protagonist has an obstacle to overcome, like they'll come across a friend that they pick up along the way in this follow suit with this movie. But um, something I've noticed is a lot of time in these movies, the friend that they pick up along the way is either going to be the funny one or the butt kicker, the one who just clears everything out. Yeah. And then whichever one they're not, that's the one that's main protagonist is going to follow. But in this movie, the supporting guy is both. He's the funny one and the butt kicker. So the main guy doesn't have anything to fall on. And for that reason, I really didn't care about him all that much. I guess that was my main complaint. I really didn't care about the main protagonist dinosaur at all yeah because his main journey at least as far as i can interpret is you know like pixar will pick up a theme yeah uh whatever i feel like this one's theme was about fear like overcoming your fears it's about family well it's also about family but they're all about family (laughs) (laughs) no it's about overcoming fear and realizing that you oh it's okay to be afraid i mean that's in there but i totally disagree that that's the main theme the main theme of this movie it is interwoven throughout and the key points are about understanding family and belonging in the key crisis moment we'll get into more of this on spoilers the key crisis moment of this movie is understanding what family is and how to embrace family i agree i agree with what you're saying but i think what he was trying to overcome was family like or fear rather he was trying to overcome fear in this like that that was like his his hurdle like you're kind of saying like the thing that the protagonist had to grow into was not necessarily understanding that was his everest i think pixar is trying to tell the audience to understand family but i think the character himself this dinosaur is trying to overcome fear maybe this is part maybe this is one of the negative issues that that there is then is that maybe the themes weren't as clear as they wanted them to be story story wise and script wise i think it's very clear that it it wants to be family but i agree if you're going to find something with our main character 
like that he is trying to overcome and like he's trying to get through, you do end up going to that fear thing to overcome a very specific fear, you know, for him in that movie. But I think what they intended for him to be overcoming uh, was the idea of his role in his family and how he fit into that family. The whole picture of, and I think you know what I'm talking about when I say picture, of, you know, that this, this movie is his missing piece of this family. What is his role? Who is he? That's what I think they intended his crisis moment, his thing to be, is how he fit into his family dynamic. Maybe but I think that's they missed just something it, that you're struggling it. with yourself, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, but like him fitting into the family, the main issue is that it's all based around fear and that he's not able to overcome that. So. And I an think, aptitude. I it's think... not just fear. It's, it's also right from the beginning we see that he has trouble accomplishing things. Like he can't do what everybody else does. So he doesn't know where he fits. But because he, technically he can do those, but he's just afraid to do them. He wasn't afraid to do some of them. He just wasn't good at it. Fear was not in every every like crisis moment he had. wasn't yeah, about uh, fear. I, I beg to differ on that one. Okay, cool. I'll be in the minority on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that... Yeah, I, every time that Today there was something... and I something, are overthrowing Aaron right now. <laughs> each time the main character, whose name is Arlo, each time he had to overcome something, he was he was afraid. I of, disagree. I totally disagree. And when we get into spoilers, let's let's bring this back up. Okay. Because I have examples that I have do. nothing to do with fear. I don't want to have a long conversation about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, would you recommend it? You know, how, how would you kind of recommend this film? Compared to the other Pixar movie that came out this year, this is definitely the lesser of the two. Oh, for sure, yeah. 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 Well, you, uh, Inside Out is your favorite Pixar movie of all time, isn't it? It, it. I think it actually has uh, replaced Finding Nemo as my, See, my favorite See, I still Pixar. think Finding Nemo is the best Pixar movie. Actually, Inside Out doesn't even make it into my top Pixar movies of all time. Like top five? No, not my top five. Really? Yeah. I'm guessing Incredibles is above it. Incredibles is above it. How many of the Toy Stories? First and third. Um, and then there was another one that's uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Wally, Wally is Wally's my number two. Ratatouille is actually my second least favorite. Really? Oh, I number love Ratatouille. One, number one is actually my number one least favorite is The Good Dinosaur. Wow, it's my I least would favorite not Pixar. put it that low. No, oh, I yeah. wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't put it below the Cars movies. I may even. I put never it actually. Never, I will say this: I never have seen a Cars movie. So I, I would put it above. I would probably put it just above Brave. For me, and I never saw Brave it, either. It reminded me a lot of Brave, actually, um, in that it was gorgeous, but the the story had some some issues in it. I think it was. I think it's a great movie. Um, I just think it's one of the lesser Pixar movies, but still a great film. Wait, is Incredibles Pixar or is it DreamWorks? No, Incredibles is Pixar. I just wanted to make sure about yeah. that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I would recommend it. Um, I would recommend it if you wanted to go see it, like on a matinee or something. It's beautiful in 3D. It's it really is oh, a stunningly beautiful. I did not see it in 3D. I, I would recommend seeing it just just for that alone. Because if you love animation and that's something that you enjoy, I would definitely recommend it. I did get emotional a couple of times. There was a couple of moments when I was like, oh, that was touching. And I didn't want to get emotional. But I'm trying this new thing um, after watching Inside Out where I try to let sadness take over and or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm working on it. And so she, mm -hmm. she was at the helm for a minute. And I was like, whoa, that's like six huge tears. Too many. Pull back. <laughs> so maybe that's why, because I never had that moment. Because there's always that moment in a Pixar movie for me where the tears are like right there mm -hmm. and like, oh, it's about to happen. Not a single moment in this movie for me. I was happened. surprised that it happened because I was I was predicting so many of the ways this movie went as I was in it 
that I wasn't enjoying it, like as I mentioned. But yeah, I think I would recommend it. I, especially, especially uh, if you've got a younger kid that you want to. I think this would be. A, if I was younger, I think I would really have enjoyed this because it's 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 a fun ride in a lot of ways. So here's a question for both of you: Is this a cookie cutter movie? Does it follow? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think this is the most cookie cutter movie I've. I, oh, I totally disagree. Re- really? Well, not not. I'm talking like you know dinosaurs. Like that's unique, but like um, storyline wise, I feel like it, yes. Overcome challenge um, here, challenge yeah, here, yeah, yeah. challenge here. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'd be that, more willing to say that. Yeah, about that. Not, I'm not talking like you know dinosaurs. Farming is one of the most <laughs> unique things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, but I'm talking like uh, the way that like it follows suit. Like there's no. Obviously, there's no crazy twist. There's right. no... And I think that's what we were talking about, too, with we've been there, done that with the story. You know, like, the, the story does feel very structured, very similar to most stories that you see. It's a very unique story put on the bones of the most cookie-cutter... Structure. Structure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that's I think that's well said. Okay. Um, good. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, kind of sums up good dinosaur stuff. You want to talk a little about Patreon before we head into the next topic? We appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. Let me, I'm going to go and check out and see where we're at. Let me see if we've got any new supporters. Because we're getting really, really close. Me. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. I, you're one of our new supporters. I didn't realize I wasn't already. I'm like, they've been having me <laughs> on. I've been before. freeloading this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just takes a few people giving uh, monthly support to make this possible. Um, we are getting closer and closer into our next goal. Uh, in fact, we're we are at 24 patrons, and so we're we have all these different goals. So when you go to Patreon.com/slash Aaron and Danae, or you can go to our website AaronandDanae.com and then click on Patreon, you'll see all of our milestones, which include includes eventually getting to five days a week for our talk show here, our internet streaming. Uh, includes video being added, uh, adding another person to the studio. So we've got a lot of really cool things in the future. But thank you to those who make it possible. And today we get to thank Andrew in person. So, Andrew, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yay! Thank you for Ouch. doing what you do. It hurts to whistle. No, My lips hurt. <laughs> Too much Chick-fil-A. Poor you. Um, I, I thought you were going to compare yourself to, like, the climbers on actual Everest. Like, yeah. I got frostbite. It's true. <laughs> If you've ever seen, you know, the Josh Brolin's character, you know, how he ends up. That's that's what I look did like right see, now. Did you see did you see the my photoshops that I did? The that was did you actually do those? Yeah. You yeah. have insane photoshops. I did skills. a really good job. Yeah, well, you I'm did. just saying. The my favorite one I think was the uh cl- the, the bridge from <laughs> the roof of Chick-fil-A <laughs> to the top yeah. of Everest. Yeah. That was the best one. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Are people listening? Is there a place that they can go see those? Did you uh, put them on Twitter? They're, or on, they're, they're public on my Facebook. Okay, so my Facebook is a public Facebook. So We should have put them on our Aaron and Denise page. You know what I should have done since my phone's plugged into our system? I should have muted it. That's what I should have done. This is like perfect. Are you? What's going? What's happening? Oh, that was my, that could, was my phone ringing. That was the perfect Patreon oh. music too. Oh, <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. So you guys said you wanted to chat just a little bit about movies that are going to potentially be contending for some awards this year. And then, as always on Sif Pop, we are going to go over our buried treasure a little bit here in a bit, where we give you uh, something that's happening kind of like in our world, pop culture related app reviews, things like that. So we'll get to that here in just a minute. But first. Aaron and Andrew wanted to talk about awards. Now, I don't Yay. care at all about this. Yay. So I'm going to sit back and play a video game. No, you're not. You're going to interact and ask questions that come to your mind. That's what you're going to do. Okay, question number one. Why do you care? That's a great question, actually. Why do we care, Andrew? 
Do you think it just stems from a huge passion for movies and that once you get past a certain level, you have to compete to know what the best movie is? Like, I know what the best movie I've seen this year is. And right. I and then you get to a point like I know like from watching the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes, you're like, I know the way and the they Critics think. Choice Awards. Yeah. And you start to get yeah, Teen Choice Awards and all those. <laughs> Um, you get to the point where you're like, I, from what I've seen, I know what movies they're going to nominate. And then right. you get to the point where you're like, I know what's going to win Best Picture. I know who's going to win Best Actor. And then you just get to that point where you feel like you're on the voting board. And you're like, <laughs> I I predicted it. Because every single year on our, our podcast, I keep bringing up mine. I'm sorry. Um, no, you should. What's your podcast? You can go to Flick Freaks on iTunes and all forms of social media. And especially on YouTube. <laughs> Forward slash flick freaks. Um. Anyway, what will we do whenever the Academy Awards and like the Golden Globes run around or the Emmys? We always make our predictions, and then at the end, we whoever had the best, like the best bracket, they uh they get a free meal. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think for me, it matters for two reasons. Number one, I think it's recognition for the people who do hard work. You know, so like when a director wins best director, it's a way to say, well done. You know, great job. Number two, uh, we love ranking things. We love to yeah, kind of put things in rankers. order. So yeah. we want we want people to go, yeah, I agree with you, actually. I do think in- and- Inside Out was one of the best movies of the year. Or I do think, you know, Creed was one of the best movies of the year. You know, we, we yeah. want that affirmation. And, and I might add, we want to disagree if you disagree with us. We want to have that conversation and that little, you know. And Aaron, you are in the unique position of actually being able to vote. That is true. Your vote literally counts because you are one of the critics yeah the critics choice, the critics awards, choice awards january 17th on a and e uh i will be there in los angeles and uh we'll we'll have our big shindig just something to keep in mind if you follow him on twitter that's at aaron dicer and also his periscope which is at aaron dicer he usually will do some pretty fun stuff and one year he even brought his google glass and took yes. video while he was walking around and that was fantastic so, yes seth rogan flipped nice. off my google glass oh that's cool that's true <laughs> yeah and it's cool it's like who he's like is that google glass and then he did the seth rogan then he laugh flipped the bird and he was like, he was like yeah he's like is it recording he's like yeah and he flipped it off All it right. was pretty awesome yeah. so there you go well, now that we know why you care, who are you looking forward to seeing on well, the list this there's year? A couple, yeah, and there's, ex- a, there's a lot, so let's just keep it short, because otherwise I will go back to Clash of Clans. No, I know. and Because think- I've already picked it up and started playing while you guys are talking. <laughs> I just totally checked out. Uh, I think there's there's do a lot think, of... Do you think Danae should be the showrunner? She asks questions, and then we just answer based on the questions. She, or do you want us to actually... She can. What I was envisioning was to talk about a couple of the movies that have come out that we've seen that are going to be in those kind of contending slots. Definite contenders. Yeah. Okay. These are going to be contenders. And so there were three that came to mind. Um, one was Creed, which I think both of us have seen. I am so sorry, The Martian. You are no longer my movie of the year. Aww. Creed is now the best movie I've seen this year. I didn't see it. I, Aaron said it was awesome. I yeah. think it's great. It is It is close to as good as the first Rocky, it's which is not, saying a lot. It's the second best Rocky movie. Yeah. Hands down the second best. I, I think it's because there's so many homages to the original Rocky movie. Like, um, I, I won't go into spoilers, obviously, but uh, there's just like, oh, it's based on the bones of a Rocky movie. Like you can definitely feel it in the background, but in the end, it's its own movie. 
and it's such a good movie. And surprisingly, this may be Sylvester Stallone's best performance. It is of any is. movie ever. I think it's the best performance ever. I think he's incredible in this. I think Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Oh, he's so good. I've been waiting for he him. Is ripped. I, I've been waiting for him to live up to the promise I saw in Fruitvale Station, which was uh, the first movie I ever saw him in. He was genius in that. I and think the best performance besides this is um, Friday Night Lights for him. He's. I, I didn't even remember he was in that. He I was remember in, I like, liked the, him in the uh, very last two seasons. I liked him in Chronicle. Boring. Um, Chronicle was good. You know what's not good? Oh, I need a, I need a Fantastic like, Four was not good. Yes. Button when you guys go too far. That's what you do. Like a little. You okay. Go. Do you have a question for? There you uh, go, Danae. Oh, thank you, Aaron. You yes. have the soundboard. This comes from the chat. Well, do you think Mad Max will get an award? Actually, yes, it will. Actually, yeah, Mad Max. Really? Yeah, it's it'll be. In the, yeah, it'll be in the contention for sure. I was Especially totally in the visual awards. I, it, I in fact, it's almost good. guaranteed some of the visual and sound awards. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely well respected. I would go. It's going to win for best costume design and best makeup. Could could win those as because well. Because the Immortal Joe like costume and makeup was brilliant. And Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron's probably going to get a nomination for best. Uh, I don't think she will, act. but she she could. I mean, she sh- she should get something. She's incredible in it. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I think the performances in Creed are great. I think the movie's great, and I think it's definitely one that that we'll see around that time. I have four movies that are guaranteed to be nominated for best. Name them. Uh, best picture. We have Creed is going to get a nomination. The Martian, Steve Jobs, and uh, Everest. Are probably all going to get best picture nominations. I don't think ever I, Everest won't get a best picture. You don't nom- think so? You don't no. think so? I no, think it- I the the buzz on Everest is that it was a flop. Really? Critically, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I mean, it was, it was awful. In <laughs> the no real like story the, part, the real story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's hard to watch a movie and be like, "Oh, this is awesome," but it really happened. This is awful. <laughs> the same, you know. Yeah, that was a little conflictive. Everest won't get a nomination. Those others are likely to. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think in general, what we'll see with Everest is that it won't even show up. That is unfortunate because I thought Everest was like I cried really hard in that movie. Yeah, the two that I saw recently that I think will show up are Trumbo, which is Brian Cranston Brian as movie. a screenwriter who was blacklisted during the time when Hollywood was blacklisting the the Communist. communists, uh, the Red Menace, yeah. and it is a genius performance in a wonderful and funny script in a very meaningful you know theme and i think it's something that's really going to appeal to not only audiences but specifically those who vote on these awards because it has to do with him being you know honored even though he was you know blacklisted for you know basically just something he believed it's not like something he was acting on it was something he believed he believed in some of the tenets of communism it wasn't like he was threatening you know national security yeah so it, it's interesting it's very okay moving on um <laughs> i just wanted to test it and see what it would happen it works it works I, i'm sorry <laughs> the other one is the other one is brooklyn and i don't know if you've heard anything about this movie but it's about an irish girl who uh, moves to America, moves to Brooklyn, and it is one of the simplest girl moves to Brooklyn. Here's her life stories I've ever seen, but the performances and the relationship and the atmosphere is so incredible that it's just, it's almost a transcendent movie experience. And I love it when a movie can tell a very simple story, but you're still engaged and compelled. I think she will be nominated for Best Actress. Didn't Hornby, the guy who did like a... What was the John Cusack movie? High Fidelity. Didn't he do Brooklyn as well? I'm not sure. I'll have to look it I'm up. I'm not sure. You'll have to look that one up. But I think she'll be nominated, and I forget her name. 
because uh, I've uh, never really Source uh, yeah 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 Source Ronan yeah she was incredible yep Nick Hornby I win nicely done you got you've got it right there how do I do that correct answer oh Donald Gleason was in that as well wasn't he sure was there you go. You did it. You did a good job, guys. The relationship she has to uh, her love interest in this movie is one of the most compelling and real, and just you're just rooting for it. And it's I just I thought this was a beautiful and wonderful movie, and I do think it'll get nominated for best picture. As Here's well. another movie that popped up in the chat: uh, Crimson Peak. Visual. It'll get nominated for some visual stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing other than that. Well, that's because. Think. Do you, do you really just expect anything less from Guillermo del Toro? His movies are always visually striking. Did you see Crimson Peak? I've seen parts of it, actually. It is even more visually striking than I've ever seen him be. It is gorgeous. Like I don't think anything will ever beat Pan's Labyrinth as I far as beats, art style. I think it beats Pan's Labyrinth. Wow. I really do. But um, but again, Pan's Labyrinth is so weird. Like It's, it's, it's unrealistic. It's different from anything yeah, he's yeah. ever done. Yeah. And Crimson Peak just felt very... Uh, legitimate, but yet still crazy beautiful. So because whenever visually... you hear Guillermo del Toro, you automatically think either uh, Pacific Rim or Hellboy. But me, I think Pan's Labyrinth is his best movie. Um, one you didn't mention is a guarantee that I haven't seen yet. Neither of us have seen, Spotlight. but it's Spotlight. Yeah. And actually, right now, it is the odds-on favorite to win Best Picture. I think Krampus will win Best Picture. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait to see this movie. It looks so good. What do you guys think about Inside Out? No. Oh, uh, it's going to win Best Animated. It will win Best Animated Feature. Do you think it's it, going to be nominated is, for Best no. It will be picture? nominated for Best Picture. Really? It will be. It no. will be nominated for Best Picture. It will uh, possibly win Best uh, Original Screenplay. It is the one that, that it has a lot of buzz on. And Here, Best Score. That Giacano score in Inside Out is perfection. Okay, here's a uh, question for you, and this may be a little ridiculous because neither of us have seen this movie. It's all just hype right now. Mm-hmm. Is Star Wars going to get a Best Picture nomination? Ooh. It could. There's it could. certainly that buzz, uh, and here's the thing. Nobody's seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Not even like one, the special one person critic. Has seen well, it. that's true. There is one person who saw and an early, uh, early cut. Away. Has he passed away? Yeah, he died okay. I he, think saw, two he, weeks he also ago. saw an early cut. J.J. Abrams just turned in his locked cut like three yeah. weeks ago. Like he, I mean, it's. Well, he saw the uncut version. He saw, yeah, he saw just right. whatever they had put together. Right. He was able to see that. We're talking about a, a young gut kid. I think he was like maybe 30 something years old and he has a rare, can- he had a rare cancer and um, he was holding on to see Star Wars and he was like, I'm not going to make it. So there was this petition that was put out and a couple of the actors and actresses from the movie yeah. uh, tweeted and said, hey, can, is there anything we can do? And they went to his house and they had a screen, they screened it for him. And then I think it was just within a couple of weeks he passed away. So yeah, the so, only person on the planet to have seen it. And, and, and like I said, they haven't announced any press screenings yet. Um, so like nobody's seen it. So it's so hard to know what people are going to think about it if they think it's really next Let's level because for a moment. that will be, that will be determined by how thematically beautiful it is, how, right. you know, how the story works, all that stuff. It will, will determine if it's next level. I'm wondering how JJ Abrams feels. I'm sure every director has like a post, <laughs> like a, like a feeling after they've created something and they've directed all the actors and actresses and they put this whole thing together and they've got the vision and they're they're directing it all you mm-hmm. know i'm sure that they yeah. all have a, like a post letdown you know like lord of the rings finishes up and all this stuff kind of happens and the director's like oh it's like a little sad i'm i think we shall take a moment well, for jj abrams i don't know if peter jackson knew how big those lord of the rings movies were going to be especially after the first one he didn't realize yeah i don't think he but knew. with 
Star Wars, sure, J.J. Abrams has done Star Trek, but this is... I know. This is I wonder the how epitome. he's feeling. There, I don't think it's exaggeration to say it is probably the most pressure on any director of all time. Of all time. I, that's, I, I what, really that's what I'm thinking. I mean, a lot of just the because rings, it's Peter Star Jackson, Wars, Jackson was pretty... That there's was, pressure there, for sure. I would put it with that, but I think this is... I don't know, because... But what makes it even next level pressure is that Star Wars was already beloved and then it tarnished its legacy yeah. with the prequels and now it's trying to come back. There's like this comeback story to it that is oh, also... On, and all in recent history. Right, yeah, yeah. Whereas like Lord of the Rings, it was tarnished. Well, at least Hobbit was a few times. And, and then <laughs> TV movies and tarnished and again, I guess. Yeah. Well, because um, at first I'm like, man, uh, Colin Trevorrow, man, he's got a lot of waiting on his shoulders with Jurassic World. And then I heard J.J. Abrams is making a new Star Wars movie. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, okay. You, as soon as this movie comes out, you have to lock yourself in a room because other people are going to want to tear you apart because they love the movie or they're going to want to tear you apart because they hated the movie. Do you think You're, that, It's just not safe for you anymore. Do you think that they should stop making awards every year? No. And just do them every few years? No. <laughs> what would Aaron and I do? <laughs> here's, where, here's what I think you're saying, and I actually will agree with this. I'm just kind of I think I'm they should wait longer. It. I think I, I think it might it could be but then an interesting that wouldn't that mean that it wouldn't be every year you if think they it should be like the Olympics or the World Cup yeah no no no, 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 hold on, hold on. Maybe you weren't saying this, but here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think they should do them every year, but for the year before. So like in, do. in like in like the summer, like the end of the summer, mm-hmm. once everything's kind of settled in and you've really got to feel because right now, like for instance, the revenants come up in the chat. Uh, Joy is another movie coming out, the David O. Russell yeah. movie that's coming out. Yeah. These are movies that haven't even seen the light of day, that aren't even in the conversation yet, but I'm going to see them boom, 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 and have to make a call, whereas opposed you give a little bit of more time for it to kind of awards, seep in. It's called award season, where the movies that are going to be like coming out for award nominations, it just started, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. We're all uh, these big award contenders. I, I don't know if the movie Bridge of Spies is even going to be an award contender. It'll, it'll, it'll be nominated for Best, Best Picture. Picture. I Best Picture. Best Director so. yeah. was Steven Spielberg. Actor Tom Hanks. I happen to be looking at a website right now. Please don't think <laughs> yeah. I know these in my mind. And the uh, the Coen brothers wrote that, didn't they? Yes, they did. So, yeah, it has the trifecta right there. Yeah, Spielberg, Hanks, Coen brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be nominated uh, in in a lot of ways. But what I'm saying is, it just it's such a rush at the end of the year. There might be something with taking a little bit of a breath and letting movies sink in a little bit more. It'll never happen. It'll never so happen in a million that years. But the award season should just be pushed a couple months so we can digest what we just saw. Yes. Okay, I understand yeah. what you're or saying. Or how about this? A secondary award show. That is like that happens that happens either five or ten years after. So like you do the Oscars, the decade, and then maybe you do it with the Oscars. You do best picture. So like this year, you do best picture of two thousand five again, yeah. and you'd have people vote knowing what they know now about the movies that came out in two thousand five. That would be interesting because I bet things would change because time changes things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shawshank would win its year now. I'm just saying that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 amazing how that happens. You, you, I don't think it would st- it beat for, or Forrest Gump beat Shawshank, didn't it? I don't think so. I thought those were different years. I think it was Forrest. I have no idea. I'm speaking out of ignorance. So, okay. but anywho, but yeah, anyway, that so would there be, might be something I, I kind interesting of agree there. with you. I think they should add a category, not an award right. season, but just a category like best movie of the decade, and like. Every t- every decade, like whenever it comes up, just have that big award. That would draw so many. I think so too. I think they should have a public vote. 
They do. It's the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, that's really. They, yeah, they have the the People's well, Choice Awards. Well, how come Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't won that one? <laughs> he probably has. I'll guarantee you, he's won pl- a plethora of People's Choice Awards. I'm going. I'm going out right now and saying this is his year that he will win for the Revenant. I think it's time. I think people are feeling like it's time for him to win. I think he's going to lose to Johnny Depp in Black Mass. As much as I did not like that movie, his, his performance, performance is incredible. Was yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then we have this thing, right, where it's like, again, I haven't is seen it really Revenant. an award, or is it that? I think it's this person's time now. You it's, know? And that's what makes there it is human. A lot of po- there's a lot of political... Yeah, that's what makes it human because yeah. it's humans picking this and they can do whatever... And believe me, I'm one of them now. I can the use elite. what I can use whatever reasoning I want to put whatever you know choices I put in there. You know, For me, I want to look at it as objectively as possible and say, you know, what's, what do I think is the best? Who, der- who deserves it? Who earns it? But not everybody has to do that. All I know is I'm actually more excited for DiCaprio's next movie after Revenant, the Devil, Which is? The Devil in the White City, oh. the life story of H.H. H. Holmes. Scorsese's Ooh. making that movie with him. It's a really good book. It's not my, it's not my uh, buried treasure. It's not my buried treasure. <laughs> Obviously, the book came out like what 50, 60 years Speaking ago. Speaking of buried treasure, let's get on towards like that, that segue? here in just a second. <laughs> Nicely Any done. last thoughts on this year's award ceremonies? Are there, Aaron, like things that you're thinking about as you're dark going horses. to LA? Dark horses, yeah, whatever you guys want to chat about right before we had into the final. Segment I actually had something in my brain and I've lost it, but I, it it is going to be an interesting year for awards. Uh, like I said, there are a lot of movies coming out late uh, that people just haven't even seen yet. Uh, that could do a lot of last-second shakeup. I think that that last year taught us that the front runner doesn't always win. Yeah. Uh, and so, just because everybody's saying spotlight, 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 does not mean the Revenant couldn't, you know, come from behind and win or or something else even more crazy. I have a dark horse. What's your dark horse? Straight out of Compton. That. That's a legitimate dark horse. Um, I think Trumbo's my dark horse. I don't think it'll get nominated for Best Picture, but it could pick up again because I think it's one of those movies that Hollywood loves, especially even if you know the audience because doesn't. it's about Hollywood. Because it's about Hollywood and it's um, it's about something they care about. Yeah. So that's that would be my dark horse, but I, I think it's I definitely think it's going to be interesting, and uh, it's going to be a good. I'll just say it's going to be in a good award season. Yeah. Because I think two or three years ago, whenever the artist. Came out, that was like my least favorite season for awards. Didn't care for the artist. And yeah. But yeah. this one's going to be good. I'm really excited to see what comes out. Uh, concussion is still to come out. That could get some buzz. Oh, yeah. That's a Will, Will Smith. Will Smith, the yeah. football concussion movie. So there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff still to happen. Um, and we didn't even mention like Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Eddie Redmayne always gets nominated for everything he does. And this is another big one. Do you think that the Academy Award puts too much? like love to biopic films yes yeah i do i do in in not enough love to comedies yeah. and not enough love to animated films i think that they they because comedies and animated films are kind of seen as a subgenre that they don't necessarily see them in the race for big picture a that's lot of why times. i like the golden globes because they have a comedy section that's true that's true um i did remember what i was going to say question for you guys yeah. one of the uh performances that are being pushed this year I don't think they'll sneak into nominations, but it's for a little movie called Tangerine. Animated? No, no, no. No, drama. Uh, It's a movie called Tangerine. The two performances are uh, biologically men who identify themselves as women, so transgendered. They are submitting them for best actress and best supporting actress, biologically men. Do you see in the future 
a place where actor and actress categories are merged or no longer split because of gender issues in gender politics. What's the uh, name of the performer in Orange is the New Black? Uh, it's uh... I don't I don't remember her name, but yeah. But uh, she was born a man, and mm-hmm. now she is a woman, so she is put in the female category. So right. I think that if these people perceive themselves as female, then they should be put in the female category. But I don't think that we're going to see a time where it's just best human performance. Yeah, I wonder if there will be a time. I do. I think down the road there I would will be like a to see best that. performance, and they'll stop dividing between actor, actor and actress. I think, I think that they should do that because I think that there is something underneath it that's about gender inequality. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about transgender issues no, at all. No, gender equality just, in, in, there's yeah, a, in There's general. such an inequality kind of conversation that continues to happen and is a realistic thing. Laverne Cox. So, that's who okay. it is. Yeah, I, I just think I just think that's I something to look out for, something to you know kind of keep your eyes on because gender uh, gender issues and gender identity is like the next big cultural but it but it crossroads. But I think before that, it needs to be just an understanding of what it means to like have equality in pay, have equality in you know like the ability to do certain things. Like I don't get paid the same as a male for any job that I've ever worked. You know, uh, where it's going to be going into like a field or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's which something is that, so archaic, and and that's interesting. But now, it's not; it's modern. I mean, and, it's, I, I mean, now I did work at Taco Bell, so I did get paid the same because I think that's the law. Yeah, minimum which wage, is the lowest that they can pay you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some jobs, but and it is it just it's interesting as I get older that, that I realize how much of an issue that it is and how the inequality issue is so is really prevalent. So I, I would even though transgender issues are getting a lot of attention, it is because there is this inequality feel to it. Exactly. All. So yeah, I, think I would right. hope that that gets addressed. Excuse me, that gets addressed soon. Um, but I mean, soon being maybe in the next fifty years, we might see. <laughs> a pay raise by a little bit, but I am enjoying that some of the female, like I think I just watched a couple of speeches over the last couple of years. Um, but was it, Oh, I can't think of her name. Um, she politician, actress, uh, actress. I'm not gonna think of her name, but her acceptance speech was about equality. Like she, she took the platform and she took that time to talk about equality. Ooh, it, that was... Um, it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence, but she's done it too. Yeah. Um, and she's also gay and, and I know no Jody one knew Foster. it. Jodie Foster. It was yeah. her speech was really powerful. There's been a few recently, so... Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. All right, you guys ready for some buried treasure? See. All right. Whee. Andrew, why don't you start us off? Flee. My buried treasure is a new Netflix original series based on the Marvel superhero, Jessica Jones. Did you like Jessica Jones? Loved it. Okay. It is hands down the darkest thing Marvel has ever done. Right. It is not, 100% not family friendly. There is sex, drug, and alcohol abuse. There is rape. It is dark. It is a very, very dark show. But the performances in this show are mind-blowingly good, especially David Tennant, who we all know as Doctor Who. He is pretty darn evil in this, and his performance is just, it's up there with, like, Hannibal Lecter as far as eerie and creepy, Mm -hmm. you know? Not, like, saying it's grandiose as Hannibal Lecter and Anthony Hopkins, but, like, you get that same vibe of just staring at him, makes you, just makes your hairs prickle. It's 
great, great show. And the fact that it's not about superheroes. Like, they're there, but it's all about just li- everyday life choices and how you deal with trauma. Is this stuff. in the Daredevil universe? Yes. Okay, because Netflix did Daredevil, and I thought Technically, some... Daredevil, and that's, that's st- still in the Marvel universe, because they still talk about the Avengers sure, destroying sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah, but no, yeah, no, no. It's, it takes place in Hell's Kitchen, which also is where De- Daredevil is. That's what I meant. I mean, I mean yes. I'm, I'm seeing these Netflix series as a continuation of each mm-hmm. other, because I think they're all going to come together in a future season as well, with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and, yeah. and those kind of things. So when Daredevil came out, I thought the same thing, which was, wow, this is darker than Marvel usually goes. This is even darker than Daredevil, and I thought dark- Daredevil was So it's interesting dark. that they're making that choice, right? That they're yeah. specifically saying, okay, Netflix is the place we're going to do the adult versions of our shows. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I definitely find that interesting. Danae, what's your buried treasure? Well, I'll give my Google Opinion Rewards app update. <laughs> <laughs> I just said okay, and my okay Google feature just popped up on my phone. So <laughs> let me clear that. So those of you who do not know, Google Opinion Rewards is an app where you can answer surveys. You get like a push notification, and then it gives you... Uh, money, digital money that you can spend in Google Play. So, so far I've earned $12.87. And the reason I bring that up is because this app that I'm going to chat about just real briefly, it costs a little bit of money. There is a free version, but I found Viva Video Pro. And I was just looking for an app that I could edit video. My video editor stopped working. So I thought I'd check out a new one. And it has so many amazing features. I've sort of like I'm at the point where I'm kind of overwhelmed with how many options there are. Uh, you can make like little video clips uh, with music. So like for those of you that have like maybe watched on Instagram or something and you see that they've got the music in the background or, you know, that's like got their own uh, kind you of can music also beds do, like, to it. Dub smash with it where you like choose your there's own a, quotes a and music that you music can... video. You can add your own text onto it. So it's really comprehensive and it's all on a mobile device and it was like two ninety nine, I think. So it wasn't like it was fifteen dollars or anything. It was yeah. pretty affordable, all things considered. And there is a free version that you can set uh, set up. So Viva Video Pro is that one. And then uh, I also wanted to recommend a game today that I've been testing for a few uh, months now. It's called Loop, and the symbol on it looks like an infinity sign. And basically, it's a puzzle game. Um, it's really really fun to do and mindless. <laughs> and you just make sure that all the lines are somehow connected. So you just have to tap the screen and it shifts all the puzzle pieces, you know, 90 degrees around in a circle Mm. until they click into place. And you just have to keep moving them all until they appear in the right order. And so it's a really simple one. I wanted to get past level 100 just to see kind of how it kept playing. And it's really great. So that one's Loop, and that one I think is free. Is that one Did of those you... games you could play and then you realize seven hours has gone by? Yes. <laughs> it is like that, absolutely. Did you just do two buried treasures? Yeah. How dare you? No. Just hey. break format like that. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You guys went on and on and on about your movie stuff. <laughs> That's right. I the least to have we can a... give you there is, is an extra more buried pop... treasure. There's more to pop culture than uh, movies, movies, movies. It's true. Yeah, there's television and video games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have been playing Call of Duty 3. In that order. Oh, the newest uh, Black, Black Ops She's going for a third. She's going for a third buried treasure. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes, Okay, so they have this uh, zombie mode. Mm, I love the zombie mode. Okay, so you, you've got your normal gameplay on Call of Duty where you're like, you know, you're in your camo and you're in your military. And you go around on your map and you shoot the other team. But in zombie mode, it's kind of like you have a campaign that's like accomplish missions and also stay alive. So my friend that's staying with me right now, 
she loves zombies and so and, and I love campaigns and so we're like oh, we should try it and see what happens so we start the round we have no idea what's about to happen and we're like wandering around this little alley where you start you start from this alley and she turns around on her screen and there's like seven zombies in her face <laughs> and I turned around on my screen also zombies and we both start screaming at the top of our lungs so we're screaming and shooting and you know zombie limbs are flying and it was just like and afterwards we're like we had to recover we're like okay okay we can do this and then the next wave of zombies start coming we're screaming that's how we're like justin my husband took video of it because we were screaming oh, wow. like i mean it was the most girly screaming i've done maybe ever maybe since like one direction's last album came out or something like that i'm not that kind of a girl i know i know okay. but you're you're talking about screaming okay. like that kind of a girl okay. so this was terrified for my <laughs> digital life it's very different it's than one direction I'm serious. It's hard for me to tell the difference. There are no dreams. respawns in zombie mode, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That was my, th I guess I took three buried treasures. Wow. My bad. No, that's good. That's good. All good stuff. I did have, I, the reason I mentioned it is I you had know more what? questions. I'm not quite done yet. <clears throat> PlayStation 4, if you have it and you want to play Call of Duty with me, you have to find me. Uh, I think my ID is like Turtle. T-Y-R-T-L-E and then a D. Turtle D. Turtle D. That's All right. me. Okay. Two turtle doves. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I wanted Aaron. to ask about the video app. That's so I was like, have we gone on to another one? Because I wouldn't. I wanted to ask, do they do animated gifts? I have. Oh, what do you mean? Like, do they like create if you them? have a video? Does would it like do like a gif meme or something like that? Like where you could turn your own, you know, thing into. I know there are apps that do that, but I wondered if they included that in this one. It seems so, you know, um, inclusive. It seems to like it's got so many things. Well, I, if I will, while you talk about yours, I'll mess around in here and see if I can figure out if there's a GIF option. The buried treasure that I have is a movie that will not be in any of the awards, will not get nominated for anything, but it just came out on video and it was a, one of the surprise uh, likes for me during this year. I found it wonderfully intense. I found Pierce Brosnan really fun in it. It is called No Escape. No Escape. And uh, it is now out on DVD and I think it's one of those buried treasure movies that... You may may just kind of floated by you, but you can pick it up on Redbox or Netflix or Netflix it or something, and uh, might have a good time with that because it is really intense. Did you ever get a chance to see it? Owen Wilson as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it stars Owen Wilson. I just got it, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to either probably this weekend. I'll watch it. Very excited to. Yeah, and I, I hope it's one of those movies. I've tried to be careful not to build it up too much. This is not like it's like a. It's a fun movie. It's just a fun movie to put in and go along for the ride. It's you know. I'm not. I'm not saying they're the exact same, but it's sort of like the expendable movies. You're not wanting a good movie. You're wanting a fun movie. <laughs> I wouldn't put those on the same page at all. But no, yet, I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do understand. You're not what expecting you're this critically acclaimed masterpiece. Right. You just want a have a good time. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say that. Okay. There. Yeah, and there are moments in this movie that are emotionally compelling as well. Like I think what it is a movie like this has going for it. So, like, a movie like The Expendables has, like, the over-the-top, everything's crazy thing yeah. going for it. This movie has going for it the, what if that was me? What Ooh. if I were in that situation? Would I be able to do that? Would I be able to, you know, uh, I don't want to give I don't want to give plot points away, but there are just these moments where you're like, wow, that's, you know, to put yourself in that those shoes and to think about how you would survive, a, you know, something like that. Do you think that you uh, invested more into it because you're a family man? Or do you think that yes. it was just, okay. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think him having his kids there in this, because uh, it's a coup. Yeah. There's a coup that happens where he's staying as an American businessman, and uh, and you find out more about it. But, you know, he's got his family there, and they have to escape a situation where people are trying to kill all Americans. Yeah. You know? So it's 
pretty intense, pretty amazing in that way. I cannot wait to see this movie. They well, do have a Vine option. Well, it might and be I think similar. on Vine, they, I, that might just be the length of time. Sorry to go back to the, you can try to answer your question. So I don't know if it works or not, but it might just be like this, just the length of time for Vine. So I don't know if it automatically loops. I'm testing it right now. <laughs> Pretty much Vines are just audio GIFs. That's all they are. GIFs with audio. <laughs> That's pretty much true. And it's pronounced GIF. <gasps> whoa, whoa. It does not automatically loop. Okay. I'm sorry, friend. That's all right. The music has begun. Aww. We have started our final... Final push descent. towards the conclusion. The final descent. Oh, we need to talk about what movie we're going to watch for next oh, week's segment. Oh, yeah, we do. We totally forgot that. We will do that here on the exit. Yes, we will. Thank you in the chat for reminding us that we had something to I do. I just looked over I just looked over that and realized that we skipped over that to go to Buried Treasure. But yes, we are going to be doing a Danae finally sees next week. Now, Ooh. I have not seen in the top. There's three in the top. The, the, we mentioned The Godfather, and then what was the other one? Lawrence of Arabia. And then the other one was Singing in the Rain. I don't think I've actually seen Singing in the Rain. You told me you had. I thought that I had, but that was not the same one, right? Because you we watched well, then one. Singing in the Rain is winning. It, is that it, the one? Is that the one that we watched uh, where there's like dancing? Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's the other song? The Make them laugh. The morning song. Good morning. Good, good morning. Mo- Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, I have seen. Okay, that one. all right. I thought you had. I just for a split second I was like, did I? Did I not? I don't know. I've already dumped it from my memory apparently. <laughs> well, I know which one I'm gonna vote for. I'm gonna vote that you see Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, that's one vote for Lawrence of Arabia in this room. So, Aaron, um, boy, we, I get to I get a vote too, right? You, I, yeah, go ahead. I honestly just think that Godfather is gonna be too heavy for a first movie like this. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. That's a thing. The other one you mentioned was Goodfellas, a lot of people are saying as well. Yes, Goodfellas. What is wrong? Why are you trying to do this to today? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having my best do interest in mind. Do I amuse you? <laughs> Am I a clown to you? I think it's that it was a... Um, I think it was that it was a classic, you know, one that everybody said that they've seen. I wish I would have gone onto this poll and put some of the ones up that I haven't seen, like... For example, Titanic. I haven't seen Titanic. Titanic's on the poll. Oh, you can skip but, it. Um, Titanic is on the poll. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just those three movies. There's more on the poll. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more that have oh, been listed. Okay. I thought it was just I thought three. I'm going for the top. And you can pick your... Uh, Guys, can you tell we do not have a plan at the moment? Is there a URL people can go to to find it's this? It's in our band Well, we're group. picking it right now. Yeah. So, oh, like, right it's, now. Yeah. yeah the, it's time. Okay, so the vote is over. To... Godfather uh, is still in the... Uh, the lead other than Singing in the Rain. Uh, Titanic is next. Um, anything from Actually, anything from Monty Python is now tied with Godfather. So we Have could you pick seen a, Holy Grail? We could no. pick a Monty Python. Oh, that might be the one. I think Holy Grail. Holy Grail might be the one. What? Because uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is also tied now. Haven't seen that one. Um, I read the book. Well, it's... Shutter Island, Shawshank. Have you seen I've seen Sha- Shawshank. You've seen Shawshank. Yeah. I was... Underwhelmed by Shutter Island. You guys both got excited on Holy Grail. Yeah, it's Holy Grail. Holy Grail. It's yeah. Holy Grail. Danae right. finally Final. sees Monty Python Holy Grail. and the Holy Grail. All right, so if you will watch this right along with us, I will try to let you guys know what night I'm watching it. And it was mentioned that I should do some sort of like a live streaming of it. 
I may be just jumping into the band chat or something like that and maybe making some sort of a digital event. I'll keep you updated, so watch band for more updates there. I, we I, do have a Sift Pop band, so search for Sift Pop when you go get your band app. Excited to chat about it next week, and I, I love the idea of doing commentaries, but when you're seeing something for the first time, I think that's the wrong time to try to talk during it. No, know? no, chat. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you're absolutely chat. right. Yeah. Do like, you know, something in band. And then that I can be thing. like, what just happened? Was that a rabid bunny? <laughs> See, now you're going to get all these cultural references I that know. people are throwing around Everyone, all the time. Everyone all the time does these things. Is the bunny the one in the Holy Grail? Yeah. yeah. See, okay. So I, I kind of know what's going to happen, but I have, oh my goodness. I, you have no idea what you're in store for. I have for. no idea what's going to no be idea. happening. This movie is just an hour and 45 minute cultural reference. That's the movie. It really okay. is. And it has been for 30 30 years I mean or more I mean it's just it's crazy I remember being you know in high school and just quoting you know the holy grail yeah. so good stuff all right do we miss anything else no I think that's it thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Sif Pop if you would like to hear the spoiler episode we do record those and they are in your Sif Pop podcast feed on iTunes or Stitcher we'll catch you guys next week for episode number 26 where we will be reviewing Monty Python and the holy grail in a new segment called Danae Finally Sees. And um, what other movie? We're not sure. We'll let you know. I'm not Next sure. week? Yeah. It's you know? uh, Heart of the Sea. It's Heart the, the sea. Mo- the Moby Dick movie. Yeah, that's so. the true story of the- Another possible awards contender, by the way. It's getting some buzz. Great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.